Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second uh, edition of Box, Box, Box. I'm joined here with the boys today. We got Karun out of Boston. Say hello, everyone, Karun, or say hello to everyone. <laughs> what up? Let's go. It was a good. Classic. Race. What up? I know that was a fan favorite. And we got Shion out in Cali, living large. How are you doing, Shion? Doing well. How are you doing, Tarush? I'm good. Very professional. Very on point with the Shion now these days. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who joined us for our first podcast. Uh, we hope to bring you more and more entertainment over the season of Formula One. Wow, my English is definitely going downhill. <laughs> but the season of the Formula One. It's your second One. language, man. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first thing I wanted to do with today's race was I just wanted us to pick one word to s- describe the race. You know, what's the first thing that you think of when, when you, Spain 2021 comes to your mind? Pain. Pain? Really? Okay. Yeah, I thought, I, I I thought really it was actually a really Grand Prix. No, no, it was a great race, but I really wanted Red Bull to like, you know, like I, I wanted to see Max like somehow like get like kind of like an early season like attainable goal of like taking the lead in the constructors. It'll be like the first time in God knows how long that Lewis hasn't been on top. Like it would just be a cool thing to see. And it looked like he was gonna do it. And then, you know, it was like saving private Ryan flashbacks when like you know, the, the strategy just went to Hungary. Yeah, it just yeah. went to Hungary 2019, and we we're like, oh, okay, cool. Excellent. Okay, so your word really had to describe the result of the race and, and more so with yeah. the battle at the top for the entire yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to see Max, you know, get his moment nice. in the sun for even, like, a little bit. <laughs> Cheyenne? I would say it was a bit of a tease is the word that I would use. It's, you know, there's a lot of potential there. I'm starting to see a lot of potential grow from some of the racers. Um, yeah, it's, they're all trending upwards. So I'm excited for it. That's awesome. And they, races. and they say Barcelona is really the, the, you know, that race where teams really understand where they are. So, so I'd have to agree with you there. You know, they've given us this glimpse about their actual performance and um, a, lot, a lot of positives for a lot of team in that race. Uh, I myself went with erratic. Because I don't think there was any strategy. I think teams well, were boxing left, right, and center, reacting to other teams boxing. And, you know, like you had the hungry strategy up top. You had, you had a good mix of drivers in the midfield battling it out for that final point. It was just all over the place for me. So, yeah. um, you, you know, and that, that's, that came across in a lot of post-race uh, interviews. They were like, it was on the fly, this race, you know. Some races you really go in knowing, like, we're going we're gonna to stick to plan A, B, or C. But I feel like this one was all the way on F by the by the middle of it. So, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I heard a great point brought up that was like Lewis knows that he's still in it from P two, but if Max is driving P two, it's a bit iffy. Um, what I thought was very very impressive about his first and particularly was that that Mercedes followed. You know, definitely sub two seconds. A lot of the time, sub one second. He had DRS. He was in Max's dirty air. But his tires didn't seem to drop off. You know, he stayed within that one second. He was a really applying that pressure. And I, I mean, yeah. How, how did his tires do that? Yeah. Had- I, I mean, I, I don't know how his tires did that, but I think it was crazy that he bullied Max into basically degrading his tires to the point where he had to pit first. Like, and then he got, I don't know how many, like four or five laps where he was just in the open air, just going where the Mercedes honestly thrives, I'm assuming, is in the open air leading. Like, yeah. It must be some black magic, dude. What do they do? Like, how do they How do they just fall? Because that's when... Oh, just right? starts casting spells. Yeah. A- am I wrong, Shine? I feel like you would know best, right? <laughs> when, when you're trailing a car that close, the dirty air puts more of a burden on your, on your tires, right? Because it's harder to drive. That is correct. Yes. So I think the, the way it works is that <clears throat> so the dirtier prevents you from having uh, the downforce that you're looking for. And so that prevents that kind of gets you to slide around the corners a little bit more and you have less like direct like air force or downforce traction. Um, mm-hmm. So from my understanding, that's what causes like the tire deck. Um, but to go back to Lewis, I think the reason um, or one of the factors that might have played into it is that somewhere I saw that Mercedes, I think, takes a little bit longer to warm up their tires. Um, so I guess that probably reduces the, the tire degradation on their end. So while they may lose out at first, I think Mercedes knows whether it's tactically or whether it's just like pure performance or talent wise, like they'll be able to um, kind of make up for that. Like you were mentioning, Karun. So 
So yeah, I think yeah. that's maybe why he dropped back, but was able to kind of fight, you know, fight the long fight. Dude, yeah, like also like at the beginning of the race, like I, especially you know, I, I might be jumping ahead a little, but once once like Charles had kind of beaten out from p4 he took p3 in front of botas and then he just couldn't keep pace with the front two i really thought that that was a huge boon for red bull just because now you it's a one-on-one fight at the top right and we basically have like charles just holding it up right charles is just like stagnating botas i I think my only note for him was why is he being so weak into turn one Mm mm-hmm like there was on like laps six through eight. Like he was always, he had DRS going into the first turn, but mm-hmm. he, he just never pulled the move either on the outside or the inside. He would, he would think about it and then he would just cut back behind Charles and then take the turns. And I was just like, dude, come on. Dude, what's you crazy know, like, is now is it's it like, now is Botas's time to shine, right? Like there's all this speculation. Like Toto's like, yo, uh, or uh, he's Toto's been good about being very political about it, but there's people that are saying like, yeah, he's going to get replaced after <laughs> yeah. season and all this kind of stuff. And like, that's yeah. like, ooh, a mental perspective. Out there must be just bugging out, dude. So like, you want to hear something hilarious? Yeah, I he he. Valtteri tweeted that he was like selling like whatever car that Mercedes gave him a few years ago or something at like Finland and like uh, as a bonus he would like take you to his little go-karting ring and like you guys would go-kart together. The comments were horrible. No, dude. I didn't know ripped. people were savage in F1. Like I thought F1 Twitter was like, you know, kind of posh, but like no, yeah. they went in on this man. They were like, "Oh, George is going to outbid everyone here for it." Like that's George's car. Like if I was if I dude, if you if you were to like pick a character in F1 that's the most roastable, I think. You know, up until this past season, it may not have been Botas, but then Drive to Survive just showing his his cheeks on television, dude. Like he's done. I mean, like he's he's permanently the laughing stock. I like yeah. that dude though. He's a good yeah. dude. He's a good fin, you know. He's a good he's dude. I I feel coffee. bad. Dude, he yeah, so much coffee. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There was Natalie Pinkham had an interview where she she mentioned that she went to like his compound or whatever, and she was just, like, yeah. bumped out because all she doesn't drink coffee. He's like, "Yo, here, drink some coffee." She can't say no. To she was just wired. Yeah, but yeah, no, I feel like it's both times time to kind of um, get yeah. back on it. You know, I, I hope he like really brings like that like aggressive attitude to Monaco. Right, that's a track that requires it. So hopefully, it just like awakens something in him. But um, like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, Trish, you got you got anything on Botas? Uh, well, so sorry. Very unprofessional of me. Just stepped down to get my Uber Eats. But the one thing I wanted to say about Hamilton was that there's a really great interview uh, called Something Qualifying where he sits down with Martin Brundle for like an extended interview. And I think he talks about getting in this zone where he doesn't even know what he's doing, but he's doing everything perfectly. Like he's, it's not even, it's subconscious for him. And I wonder if it's, it's like, like the flow state as well. Yeah. He, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's reached enlightenment, you know, in that car, <laughs> he can follow Max without that dirty air. He's just in his element. Like nothing can affect him. I wonder like if there, there's something, there's something unreal about He's him. meditating or something. Like every time not, he not off, to it just seems like it just like flows out. Like I don't even understand. Like he's just on autopilot yeah. and things just like come out. He becomes the car. <laughs> like he's Lightning McQueen. Uh, I wish he, if he did this for Ferrari, he would literally be Lightning McQueen. Um, mm-hmm. Did you guys touch on the hungry, the, uh, the strategy? No, not yet. Oh, no. We, can, we can hit that right now. Gotcha. Yeah, transition to, to Max. Yeah. I mean, we, honestly, we, we like, I don't have much on Bottas. Like, he had team orders. He kind of didn't do it, but he did yeah, do it. Yeah, mentioned that, yeah. And obviously, the Charles pass, like, you know, getting passed by the Rari on the first lap meant his whole race was compromised because he can't pass in Barcelona. Or he's just not Lewis, who can pass yeah, yeah, anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, let's get into it. The one thing I will say is that it was like watching a lion hunt a gazelle. In the Serengeti Plains. It was just beautiful. (laughs) Is that Lewis Hamilton talking? That is just the most eloquent (laughs) line I've heard. Yo, over this part, we should we should play the uh the Lion King intro. (laughs) (laughs) I will will. (laughs) (laughs) but that's how I felt. It was just 
it was yeah. it was animalistic. Dude, if you from a strategy it, perspective or like a racer's perspective, you I feel like you don't want to be the guy that's like in the, the cautious strategy. You want to be the guy that's hunting, right? Like I think that gives you the race in your hands. Whereas like from Max's perspective, he's on the defensive as soon as this, they decide not to pit. And for just for like Max's personality, I feel like that doesn't fit. I feel like he's the one who just wants to be hungry. He wants to be like right there neck and neck racing Lewis the whole time, not just like hoping that his yeah. strategy panned out. I also don't know if this was like mind games, but after like even after he saw Lewis go in for that second stop, his like they, they cut in like some radio and he sounded dejected. Like he was bummed out, man. Like it, it just didn't seem like he was very happy with like the strategy that Red Bull put him on. And like I, I, he probably already felt bad because he like came into the pits um, a lap too early and like caused that four second pit stop, at least in his mind. Um, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know when, when I was watching, I thought Red Bull made the right decision personally. I, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say about Merck, but like, I think Red Bull made the right decision, right? Like, how could you anticipate that Lewis was going to do a two stopper? Cause at that point he was what on top mediums that were five laps younger. Like, I think that's fine. Yeah. It was, if he stopped, it was it was a lose lose situation. Red Bull they they just didn't know Mercedes wouldn't have pulled that on them this, this early and you know there's speculation of Max pitted for softs or late that he would lap quicker again and then get the opportunity to pass but his softs would probably fall off and and I think he really played the hunted role and and was like he he knew this one had escaped him so he did the best next thing he he tried to defend the best he could went long. Um, you know, maybe safety car could have saved him uh, and then went for fastest lap. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. You know, I think there might be something to just say about Red Bull's strategy um, because from this perspective, at, at the end of the day, you want to be a team who can finish the designated number of laps the quickest, right? So you have ideas of what strategy is going to allow you to do that. That's what's going to help you win the race. That's like overall like the simplified version of, of Formula 1. Um, so... Them, I don't know if they got bullied into changing their strategy or what it was that made them follow this strategy. Like Mercedes changing their strategy is what, what caused them to kind of, at least in my eyes, panic. That's not the kind of management that allows you to give someone like Max, who has that kind of talent, to be competitive with a team like Mercedes. Um, so I think it just goes to show that, that Red Bull's kind of got to do their own thing and be confident with their own decisions um, and you know, learn from their mistakes, whether that be Hungary or, or now this. And it also has to do with Karun, what, what Karun brought up earlier, that they didn't have Matt Checo in the fold. So they couldn't, sure. they couldn't you know, play all their cards. They were limited to a certain deck. And, yeah. and you know, Mercedes are just going to always thrive because that team doesn't make – that's a well-oiled machine. You know? They're not, they're not yeah. going to make mistakes. They're going to they're gonna do everything in perfection. And, and you know, to, to, to lavish some praise on, on Valtteri, he, he does the job for the team. You know, he secures the constructors for them. He doesn't crash with Lewis. Um, Not everyone could do his job. He's the uh, ideal sure. wingman. He's a great wingman. He is. And he pr- probably, you know, one day when he listens to this podcast, uh, <laughs> he's not, he, not going to want to hear that. But um, In his sauna, drinking some coffee, listening to box, box, box. But the man, <clears throat> the man achieved his 50th podium for Mercedes this weekend. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, he has feats. Um, and he should be respected, yeah. but you know, yeah, toughest job in the world. Certainly, toughest job on the grid, right there. It's it's really tough, especially for your career, to always be compared to someone, right? Like the way yeah. people thrive is is like they do their own thing, and, and that's how they become successful. This man is constantly compared to possibly, maybe not, but possibly the greatest of all time, which is like a which is a really hard, um, I don't know, common conception to overcome. Especially when you have the same car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When you should be doing as well. As like, you know, like, you know that that's the maximum and you are not hitting it. Yeah. Um, but a different question I had for you guys was, based off of Checo's performance so far this season, do you think that Red Bull's going to, like, Alex Albon him? Look, or, has, or do you think Corners has learned? 
He has two P5. He has a P4 and two P5s or three P5s. But I think uh, Albon was doing very similar now. Like- Albon was like hitting P7s, P8s. Okay. Albon was, Albon was doing well in the Alpha Tower or like whatever, like the, the Red Bull. And his first, his first nine races that half season, he did really well. Yeah, and then he just couldn't compete at that level with a better car, quote unquote. So I feel like that's, that factors into a part. It's a little bit different. But, you know, Perez I still don't developing. think, yeah, I still don't think they gave Albon the time. But sure, yeah. yeah. I, they have to stick it out at least for the regulation change here. They can't actually keep chopping and yeah. changing. Yeah. Who's to say even Max will be at Red Bull at the end of the season if they don't yeah. end up improving the car? So, you know, mm-hmm. I think they have to give faith in in him. He, he has been Albon. doing better than Gasly and Albon. And he's an experienced racer. Honestly, like, if you were to pick a second driver, he's one of the top picks that, that you could possibly have for, you know, a, a pit driver pairing. He's a wise tire manager. He's so good. That is. Absolutely. One one last thought on the Lewis versus Max, just to the overall picture. Uh, thoughts on on Max's mentality going into Monaco? Is is this is it a must win this early in the season? They're fourteen points apart. We know Lewis yeah. doesn't do DNFs. We know that Honda yeah. that Honda engine is going to have a problem at least in one race. We know that. Yeah, like dude, Max had two DNFs last season. I think mate, he had. He was either yeah, on the podium or had a DNF. He had like yeah. six DNFs or something. I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I have selected memory. Well, there, like there was the Bahrain <laughs> one. There, there were loads where it yeah. wasn't even his fault. Italy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I think he has to win, especially because, you know, like Red Bull always like touts how they build their car for Monaco. Like, the like chassis, the aerodynamic passage yeah. is suited yeah. to the small corners of Monaco. Yeah. I have the sector times up. Max did go quicker by a tenth in the final sector, which is very Monaco-esque. A lot of short corners. It's nice. It's got to be, right? Yeah, I, I hope so, man. Like, if Lewis gets, like, even, like, a 20, 30-point lead, he's not going to let it up, you know? Because he's, he's Lewis, either going to win races I, or come second yeah. or third. Lewis isn't a guy you come from behind to win the Constructors' Championship on, you know? Like, he will hold it down. And, and like, this kind of feeds into, like, what you were saying last week, Tarush, is, is if Lewis starts to get enough of a points lead, it, it's going to be hard to claw back, and it's going to be a mental like, handicap on, on Max. He's still young. He's, he's, yeah. a, he's also, a year younger than us, guys. It's, he it's, is. This, is, this is the best start to a season Lewis has had. Like, honestly, like, and Max. you know, like that. And Max, yeah. You know that yeah. clown, like, meme where, like, he, like, paints his face? I feel like the first four races, just that's how I felt. Like, I've been like, oh, like, Max is going to kill it this season. And then I just fucking put on all – I put on all the clown makeup, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's – yeah. It, you know, it, it, that's why I was laughable in preseason testing that people were writing off Merck or trying to. Maybe it was the hope, but uh, – <laughs> They showed it, you know. Just a little link, link you know. <laughs> they showed them what's good. Uh, there was a mini Ferrari versus Mercedes battle, which we haven't seen since uh, 2019, since that epic Monza battle between Leclerc and both both Mercedes. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I mean, I, I can only speak superlatives of, of Charles as well. P4 to P4. Uh, you know, not a stunning drive, but he overtook that Mercedes early on, kept it behind. Uh, the safety car helped, obviously, Valtteri. I think eventually he was always going to get him. But, um, I mean, Leclerc might be the second best, best driver on a Saturday to Lewis. Um, Sunday? Sunday. Saturday. He, he might be his best Saturday. Yeah, yeah, quality. Okay. Maybe yeah, third okay. behind George because we know George does exceptional. Yeah, you have yeah. to remember that that Williams yeah. is super slow, um, <laughs> and he's also the fourth fastest in sector three, and Monaco is his home. Oh. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm just for excited that. for the Charles season, the Charles versus Lando yeah. kind of dynamic for yeah. P4 in that constructors. Maybe Checo gets involved soon. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, give me your yeah. thoughts on Charles. I think I think he's so awesome. Dude, Charles Great race. He has his own grandstand for Monaco. Yeah. yeah. And it's like in a lit it's place. I'm pretty sure it's like relatively close yeah, to the yeah. swimming pool chicane. It, yeah, I think it's facing the swimming pool chicane. Yeah. Crazy. That's sick. He's a bad yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, apart from that, there's there's not like a whole lot. Um I, I, he kind of ran his own race, right? He did. I mean, it was the it was the pit stop that really allowed them to switch places, right? Like he was holding Botas, and it wasn't Botas passing him. It was just it was like a safety. The, well, he didn't pass him on the safety, right? It was it was like the the pit stop after the safety, mm. at which they just switched yeah, yeah. places because of yeah, you know, and like yeah, he just had clean air, and Botas could finally get some speed out of the car. Had they had you know. I'm dreaming here, but if they had pitted at the same-ish time and, and, you know, Charles was able to get out of him in front of the, uh, after the pit, then, you know, I don't, I, I see it could have been a closer race. I feel like Charles could have, you know, been up there. Maybe that's just, you know. Well, you know, he's an excellent driver. We Charles. know Valtteri can't follow. He'd probably get affected by that dirty air and degrade his tires. <clears throat> it's because he isn't becoming the car. He's not, not one. <laughs> yeah, it's simple. It? It, Christian Horner with a great, whore, uh, with a great, uh, comment once it was like when they dropped the Renault engine he's like create true harmony between the engine and the chassis <laughs> and I was like wow this guy speaks about Formula uh, One like poetry it was awesome you're just trying to roast Cyril but like a Shakespearean way <laughs> <laughs> that's what I miss about Cyril he used to get just absolutely roasted uh, by everyone yeah uh, bring Cyril back this podcast is brought to you by the bring Cyril back foundation please <laughs> donate we'll put a link below <laughs> go fund me Get Cyril back in. Uh, I had nothing to say about Carlos other than he did his job. <laughs> I have P6 to P6. Solid moves. Some DRS assisted. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's his home he was, race. And he's yeah. uh, and he finished a respectable sixth. Mm-hmm. He was close to, to Danny, <laughs> no? Wasn't he less than a second than Danny at the end? Well, really came P5, so. Yeah. Well, it was it was Ricardo then then um, Sainz then Carlos. Oh yes, I have written down two people finished P6. Sorry, Carlos finished P7. Yeah, he finished like less than a second behind. Ah, uh, Danny. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those those SWS statistics coming. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> those are the Shion web services. For um, it's always crunching the numbers. Just uh, never moved on from biomedical engineering over there. Making <laughs> models. Stuck in the eternal circle. Doing things. Go on live. Uh, let's, let's talk Danny Rick. Because uh, it was a good Danny Rick weekend. It, it was. was. Great Danny Rick. Great Saturday. Great Sunday. All I have is he's back. With like five okay, all I had was a solid race. <laughs> I had best racing I was like, <laughs> I'm so happy. But let's be real. Back, we are very excited about that. This is Daniel Ricardo. Yeah. Had a great the just, the he's just a good time. Yeah. 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 He was awesome. And also, like, the camaraderie between him and Lando was just awesome to see. Like, yeah. Lando obviously was not having a good weekend this weekend. Like, very tough to see. But, like, he was very cool about it. Like, he just – he moved out of the way for Danny. I don't know if, like, that was team orders or not. Yeah, but, like, still, the was. fact that he obeyed was cool. He didn't pull a Valtteri. I, I, no, well, first of all, Valtteri <laughs> didn't do anything that bad. And he, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. he was very justified. He was talking about being outside of Charles' pit window. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't think he was ever going to crash into Lewis. Like, he, he's not that yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think there's a dynamic like that at McLaren either. You know, if they were battling it out for the, the, the driver's championship, maybe it might be a bit different. But I think they're actually both doing a job right now for the team. Um, and, and talking about Lando, he, he, he seemed very pleased with P8. He thought it was the best he could extract out of the car this weekend and he executed and got it. And he was very honest about that. He's like, with the car we had, we thought P8 was the best. And, and it sounds like a job done kind of weekend, which mm-hmm. exceptional. Mm-hmm. That means, that means, that means job continued for, for Lando Norris. He, he's yeah. still showing that maturity and understanding the car at the different tracks. Yeah. It's going to be the, the, the Danny and Lando combination, I think, is going to be great because they're two mature drivers that respect each other. And, you know, when Carlos left last year, we were, we were kind of sad, right? Like there was a little bit of a hole left in McLaren. 
absolutely. Was a, there, there was a friendship. There. The bromance. Exactly. Oh, it, was, it was cute. Yeah, you were like, oh, I don't man, know if it was I... friends, it was father, son. I guess Carlos <laughs> actually mad young you as think, well. You think Danny, Rick, and Lando are going to start streaming soon? So, you think yeah, they'll yeah, play Warzone get... with us? <laughs> does Danny Rick, does he... <laughs> Does he no, stream he's just, at all? He's just <laughs> yeah, I think he's always outdoors doing crazy yeah. stuff. Um, I, I do want to say that I think they have that same energy at Ferrari right now. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it pains me to say, because I know Seb Vettel has been so important to the sport, but I think it, it was not a good relationship. I mean, that's I, honestly, I want to say it was a bit toxic for both of them. Like, I don't think Seb was given it all. And the team wasn't giving him, you know, all the respect he was due. Absolutely. But they also knew they wanted to develop Charles in that car and the new regulations were around. And I think, I think Carlos coming in, understanding that Charles, this is his third year at Ferrari. Let me learn. Let me bide my time. Let me do the best I can for the team. I think that's a big change at Ferrari, Mm -hmm. uh, having to go from like accommodating for Seb's ego, um, He's won four world championships, you know? Yeah. Um, well learned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was just the best thing that – it was the best move they could have done, you know, could they have handled it better? Probably always. But uh, I, I think strategically for the way they want to move forward, it's, it's a great driver lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that battle for P3 is just heating up, boys. Heat. I am so excited yeah. for Monaco. Yeah. There's like six points in it. I'm so excited. I think yeah, I think the Rari's are gonna have it at Monaco personally. Really? That's what we need, man. The crowd. Yeah, I, I just think let's see, they they missed it last year. Charles obviously crashed yeah. out, had a bad qualifying or crashed in qualifying and then crashed out the race. Either way, he did not finish in in his first uh race at Monaco oh, for nice. the Scuderia. So so he'll be fired up. Yeah. He'll be yeah. pumped, especially after he has two P fours and two P sixes so far this year. So Extremely consistent. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> the other thing with Monaco, though, is it's a, it's a wild card. There's going to be things that we can never predict. Little small accidents. People will fall out of the running randomly. So it'll keep us on our toes, I think. But we'd like to see Charles do well. Yeah. Well, I think any race, any race usually keeps me so, on my toes. But, uh, 20 bucks each on Charles' podium? Anyone right now? Anyone? No? Okay. I don't think a podium's <laughs> coming. Of the top three, don't crash. Yeah. I, I don't see it. I have it written down. And I thought about it. I, I I noodled on it for a long time, but you know me. I'm a big Charles podium guy. <laughs> look, we've had seven races or six or seven with a safety car consecutively. Yeah, yeah. By roulette it rules, has to correct. Yeah, by roulette rules, <laughs> there has to be no safety car this time. Um, should we talk about the team that shall not be named? Yeah, we can. We can run a minute on it. <laughs> is it the Ocon minute? P5 to P9. <laughs> Excellent drive. One stop. Kid's awesome. That's all he's, I have to say. I'm well glad he's on my fantasy team, aren't you? <laughs> I am. But you smashed it this week. You absolutely devoured me. I don't know where Shyam Shyam's falling off the, the cliff. Hey, I did there. better than you. No, came in second this week, bro. Yeah. Oh, okay. This week? Yeah. Uh, okay. You're starting to trend downwards. No, no, no. I I made a massive mistake. I paid extra for Lewis, but he only got three more points than Max. So I was like, okay, Uh, clearly Mercedes uh, is not the move. mm -hmm. Um, I will learn my lesson. I've already actually made my changes for next week. Uh, Okay, okay. Um, Alonso. All right, that was the 18 minute. (laughs) No, no, they tried. Okay, real quick. They tried to one-stop Alonso. (laughs) He ended up pitting onto the C2s or whatever. The C2s for... uh, the C3s, the softs, for, for that last four laps. <laughs> well, he, he went from P10 to P17. He tried to hold off a car, like a train of five cars, and in the end, yeah. he had a cl- like he could not do anything. They pitted yeah. for softs with four laps left. He yeah. couldn't recover anymore. But that's the Alpine minute. They are an okay team, but they let go of Cyril, so we will not be giving them much time. Yeah. Brought to you by the Cyril Foundation. All right, we're going to start with Pierre Gasly here before we go into the guy's boy. P12 to P10, absolutely livid with himself for a beyond rookie error from him. I know you yeah. can't really see them, but like, guy. Yeah. No, uh, there's a yellow line. <laughs> but he was so a tenth right. away from Ocon. Of course, Ocon was like literally had no tires. The ending of that, the ending between them was awesome. 
Did you yeah. watch it where it was just the drag race? <laughs> they were going at it. They, they, it, it kind of reminded me a bit of uh, Gasly versus Hamilton in Brazil 2019, where it was a drag race at the mm. end. Yeah, the French man battle, though, this time. <laughs> <laughs> They're both French. Yeah, that's why. They're fighting. Oh, okay. French I thought you said battle. the French man, like singular, battled this time. I was uh, like, Frenchman. There was a Frenchman French. last time, too. <laughs> <laughs> like singular. Anyways, I'm being dumb. Uh, it's time for my boy. Yeah, go on, lads. Have a free for all. What do you think? Yuki. I just, listen, happy 21st, Yuki. Um, <laughs> enjoy your first legal drink. Um, well, it depends. That actually ties it to my point. He's only 21. Let's cut him some slack. He was he was having a bad weekend. Like I do like I like maybe some people don't find it hilarious anymore that he just swears incessantly. <laughs> but I die laughing whenever his his radio comes on and something bad happens and he's just going off because it's just awesome. Like he's just so mad. It's awesome. He's got and this heavy accent you can barely understand, and then all of a sudden you just hear like the F bomb. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> you're like, yes, you can was, let um, it out. There was a great piece on like the team radio rewind from the race where it's like the, the, the engineer came out, was like, Yuki, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we it's continue. Be okay. We continue. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. But yes, he went from P16 to a did not finish. He had an engine failure. Mm. Uh, yeah. But he also had an awful Saturday. Really One, bad to do Saturday. He got P16. stuck in the gravel on turn 10. Mm-hmm. And like oh, his yeah, last line lap Q1. Yeah, I also get it reversed all the time. Yeah. Uh, one thing on Yuki, which I haven't heard because I haven't listened to his entire post-race interview, was that he was uh, he was he was airing out some dirty laundry on the team a bit after the race, saying it was their oh, fault. It was on them. Yeah, and apparently yeah, Martin Brundle and Jensen Button had a word with him saying, like, Yuki, like, you can't do this enough in Formula One. I, I listened to it, and I can see how people, like, thought that. But I honestly didn't think he was, like, he was just like, yeah, like, I'm not getting it. Like, the way I took it when I first listened to it was, like, he, it made it seem like he was saying that, he is unable to get the car to work the same way that Pierre does. And like, okay. he doesn't know if it's like a configuration thing or if sure. he just doesn't get it. I, I, that's where I took it. But like, I don't know. I'm the also Natalie a Pinkham, Yuki sympathist. The Natalie Pinkham interpretation, who is a huge Yuki lover. Um, yeah, we're both sympathists. <laughs> said, said it came across more like he doesn't have the same setup by the team on the car as Pierre. Yeah. Therefore, obviously he can't at the same kind of pace wouldn't make a lot of mm. sense to me i don't know why you do that but yeah it's, it's maybe not like drivers i don't know it's not like you know at the top where if they give botas a bit less performance he's still gonna get on the podium and ensure a lewis win you know but that's you know mercedes isn't doing that either but it would just yeah they're the team <laughs> points right what's that we, have a, we should create a new podcast called conspiracies no f1 <laughs> conspiracies i'm always down to throw some out there <laughs> Uh, boys, Aston yeah, Martin. All right, go on. No, that's all I had about Yuki. Yeah, love the kid, love his hat. Aston Martin. You know, disclaimer: before we discuss our bets, we never win anything, so don't. This isn't legal <laughs> advice. Yeah. This is financial advice. <laughs> um, over here, P- Stroll, Lance Stroll, P11 to P11. Oh. We bet two fifty each on Stroll to get. A point. He was, it was there. looking so good. It was oh, yeah. so if good. he had passed Fernando first and hadn't gone wide, yeah, I think I think we would have hit it, and it would have been a good yeah. payout too. It would have covered our safety car loss. Oh, easily. Yeah, easily. No, it was like I bet seven fifty, and we were gonna win like twelve dollars. So, yeah, huh. you know, plus like a dollar <laughs> oh, burger a- at McDonald's. You know, <laughs> that's like that's a big chicken right there. Exactly. It's a Beyblade. Um, is there anything he was? It was part of that train in the midfield to try and get tenth. It was pretty cool to watch. Like this huge DRS train. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was. It was entertaining. It, it was just. It was. It was it usually. I think Alonso was at the front for most of it until he put it right. Yeah. Just like, it was the he was just like, please yeah. stop. Like, <laughs> 
kind of done his ego too good. We know that Alonso yeah. is there, uh, a egomaniac. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a hilarious interview with him and Akon, and they initially started asking Akon all the questions. And then he kind of just, I, I don't know if they asked him one question and they just took over the interview or if he butted in. But I, it was like a five minute video at the beginning, it was just all Akon for like a minute and a half. And then once Alonzo said one word, that was it. It was just him for the rest. And I was like, <laughs> classic. Like, he was like, why are you talking to him? I'm right here. <laughs> Absolutely love that. I mean, he was the man who knocked off uh, Michael Schumacher off his purse. So, yeah. Obviously, we weren't watching he's in 04, 05, or 05, 06. But, you know. He's also he's... won Le Mans and yeah. is waiting to win or is trying to win the Indy 500 to hit that mm-hmm. triple crown. So, mm-hmm. um, speaking of former world champions, let's Seb in the Aston Martin. Uh, I literally have no notes. I wrote down not quite quick enough to compete for points. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get the grips with the car. Uh, Doesn't seem like the aero package has done too much for him. Yeah. Well, excuse me. He did get the same aero package that Lance Stroll ran at Portugal. Mm -hmm. He just got upgraded, right? Yeah. He didn't have it. Yeah. Lance got it last time and now he has it as well. I mean, P13. It might be the best that he's done so far. If there's a he's takeaway, around there, like I don't know. If, if there's a takeaway, it's like you know Seb is not just like dramatically doing worse than his teammate. He's P11, P13. Yeah, he's kind of competitive. He's yeah. right there with Stroll. So, dude, they'll be fine once their lawsuit against the FIA goes through. Okay. <laughs> Me and Otmar have been working overtime on it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Excellent. Alfa Romeo. Mm. Um, uh, I have actually nothing. Kimmy, yeah. Kimmy, what? You guys didn't see Kimmy's fifty or something lap run on his mediums like a king. He was awesome. He just kept going. This is your and boy, put, Kimmy. Yes, yeah, the guy. I dropped tell us, tell us the all guy. <laughs> no, he did great, and then he went on the softs, and then he finished like I think like P fourteen something like that. Twelve. He finished P twelve. Twelve? Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, I mean it was a damn good race. P seventeen to P twelve. Yeah. yeah, he killed it. How did Jordan I use the to... hmm? Antonio do? Fifteen, P fifteen. Antonio P fifteen. Yeah, I mean, like, nice. hey, they used to be at the back with Haas and Williams. Now they're kind of competing a little bit, yeah. you know. Yeah, Force India is is splitting them up a little bit, so they're they're competing with some midfield teams. It's positive. Yeah. I don't mean to call you out, Kroon, but it was a it was a thirty seven lap stint, which was the most. Okay, but, right. but it wasn't fifty. I think I think fifty yeah, on yeah, softs yeah. in in Spain. Or, like, he was on mediums. He was on mediums to start. Mm. Oh I'm yes, sure he, he was on the C twos. He was the he only driver. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, solid two stops. I mean, one stop strategy. One stopper. Or, yeah. So, yeah, cool, nice. He's still awesome. <laughs> Williams, boy George, P fifteen to P fourteen. Honestly, Progress. a great Saturday, a great Saturday, even better Sunday for him. I thought he drove the wheels off that car. Mm-hmm. It's just tough to judge him at the back of the pack, uh, fighting for fourteenth. Uh, this is a little bit desperate to get into that Mercedes. I know that he is, but what I started to realize is that, like, as a racer, he's starting to understand what strategy works best. Like he has some input on what strategy is going to be good, and I think that is what separates like good racers from racers that just like obey commands. He's starting to understand like what strategy can I think of? Like, let me weigh into what strategy we, we use for the race. What makes you think that? Is there set. was there team radio that it was just a post race interview? We talked about how he was starting to understand like the different kinds of strategies that they can use and not just falling for some other, um, you know, whatever the teams around him are doing. Um, just like he, so Williams did that interesting pit strategy, right? Where they like in the, um, the yellow flag, they pitted for mediums and then they stay and they tried to do just a one stop from that point onwards. Um, you know, it was interesting to see that and he was all about it and he was trying some new strategies. So it was interesting to see him come up with that. Uh, with that knowledge. Excellent. Excellent analysis from our SWS. Mm-hmm. Latifi, 
P19 and P16. I literally have the word eh written. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Haas. Mick. P18 to P18 continues to dominate Mazepin. He also yeah. continues to learn at a rapid pace. He had a wonderful first lap. I, I think he made up like two, three places actually in that first lap. Um, yeah, he, he got up there. I think yeah. he was like P sixteen almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Maybe. two, two, three places. Um, and obviously he knew he was never going to hold it, but like probably got some good experience of holding cars behind him. Yeah. Saw him post race getting to know some of just the engineers a little bit more. Saw something that said like you know it's exactly like his dad. Just trying to get to know everyone on the team. So uh, just saw that. Yeah, ball. yeah. I like it. I, he's a good character to have around. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Nikita, P20 to P19. I don't even have the word eh written. I just had nothing. I don't know why you wrote his name down, dude. <laughs> okay, excellent. Monaco. Honestly, right. maybe my favorite part of this podcast, apart from the Lewis Max discussion and the Charles discussion. I I, I mean, I'm, I'm waking up. I'll be in California, lads, on Chayon time. I am going to wake up for Quali. Because Quali is electric for Monaco. I'm waking up for that race. Um, oh, yeah. It's just so it's glamorous. Awesome. It's so cool. Like, I think, I mean, there's 25% capacity. Um, that is I, I know it's one. not the best race race, but, like, I think we're treated to an absolute yeah. treat. Tony Stark is race there, you know? Yeah, I agree with Shad. It is Formula One. <laughs> like, it just, yeah. You think of Formula One, you think of just, a, like, Tom Brady throwing a football to Danny Ricardo on the body. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) So it it can can never let us down. It's a tight street circuit. Mm -hmm. It's like the oldest on the track or whatever up there with Monza and Silverstone. I, I, and and I think it's all there to play for. Quite honestly, we know that the Red Bull chassis is is accustomed to, uh, Monaco to the street circuit tight turns, but we know that Lewis is also just absolutely dominant on his day. Has won, what, three times in Monaco? Uh, Max, apart from t- 2019, he's made some pretty heavy mistakes in Monaco, either in the race or in quali. Uh, and I, yeah. I think we're going to see them two battle it out again. Uh, this time, there's no real run into turn one. So if we see Lewis grab pole in the turn into lead one, mm-hmm. he's going to convert from there. I mean, he did a 60-lap stint on the hards, in 2019 and and beat max and i yeah and max has yeah. to take pole for me qualifying is going to be pretty electric i think that'll be very telling for sunday yeah i, I agree that max has to take it like it's lewis just isn't gonna let it go you know <laughs> like it's just not gonna happen and the track is too like narrow to like do the kind of normal bullying that max does Unless I agree. For the turn 16 passes like Charles does. And I still wonder if he's still just going to take it. Lewis, even if he starts P2, like, are they just going to outstrike? I think, like you said, Karun, Checo's got to put in a shift here now. He's, he's yeah. had four races. He's had a back-to-back for a little bit of rhythm. I, I, think, I, I think even he said in interviews that he thinks that he's aiming for Monaco as, like, his, like, breakout performance mm-hmm. but like he has to say that so i don't know how much like weight you can put into that but i hope it i i want to believe him i yeah yes i i don't know about checo's actually history of monaco i think he might have been on the podium in monaco mm-hmm. he definitely has been uh the year that ricardo crashed not crashed, the pit crew messed up. I think it was Lewis. Ricardo. Checo. So what was that? 2016? Oh, yep. 2016. Harris so, played to his tire nursing strengths here. Love to hear that. Those are the words. Those are words of beauty right there. <laughs> Metal hounded him in the middle of the race and Perez pulled off an undercut, taking soft tires on lap 30 of 78. 
and then he crashed with Kimmy Hat in 2017. Oh, that's so tough. <laughs> Thoughts? Thoughts on the bets, uh, gents? Let's not do the no safety card bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should take some kind of like race line. Yeah. <laughs> are, are, are we talk should we just bet on this? I mean, never bet against the GOAT. But, like, I think for the sake of the championship, we just double down Midas on Max. <laughs> what? You just hate minus odds. No, okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but, like, Lewis would have minus odds. Yeah, uh, yeah, Max might as well going into Monaco. Yeah, probably. Um, maybe a fiver on Max to take pole. He has to do it. He has to. There, there's no other... Because that'll yeah. keep it interesting on Sunday. Otherwise, it's and, and yeah, yeah, I'm on that. And then I know you love a Charles podium. Um, maybe we hit a parlay on the Max Lewis Bottas. Uh, okay. uh, you, uh, <laughs> you and your parlays, dog. <laughs> yo, we could, we could get to like plus four fifty. <laughs> we could like just twenty three hundred. We toss in the stroll uh, top 10 and then we're good to go. Botas fastest lap. They're, they're, they're mixing it up. Max has one, Lewis has one, and Valtteri has two. Go Valtteri. <laughs> we know that Danny Rick loves, loves a good Monaco sesh. Yeah. Will he beat Lando? I, I could see. I could see that. You know, head to head quali. Honestly, he's four nil against Ando and quali. Actually, his uh, post race interview was pretty promising. He said that he really felt like he got to grips with the car this time. A couple small things every now and then, but but he's feeling like you know, I'd say like 90 percent of the way there, which is which is promising. I feel like that'll be good, especially going into Monaco. Like that's going to be a good confidence building for the for the lad. Yeah, for sure. We will we will discuss when when I throw some odds the final. <sighs> Topic of discussion, and I can see Karun licking his lips over there, is to <laughs> touch on uh, fantasy. Gentlemen, uh, I guess I came P3 this weekend, so I will do the honor so of going first. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, let me open up my team. Uh, oh, does your app ever do this where it just like signs you out, but then you clear it? Yeah, and you're you're signed back Locked in. Back in again. The, I don't know why sports weird. app have the worst interfaces, like NFL fantasy. It's because they know you won't leave. But like, just couldn't couldn't you just redo it for them? Like pro bono? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, oh, I've already made my changes. I realized for in the next week. Um, let me see my you you had if you week's want. performances. Spain. It was a low week. So I brought in Lewis for Max because I thought he was going to get way more points, but he only got three more points for pretty much like 12 more million. So I will most likely be dropping him. Lando Norris, turbo driver, didn't work out this week, but I was always going to keep face. Pierre, 13, not bad. Um, Ocon, 9, Schumacher, 7, and McLaren, 30. Like I, I've got moves to make for Monaco. Um, I can say I've already changed my team, and I have... Kept Hamilton for now. Kept Norris. Changed Leclerc for... like Took out Gasly, added Leclerc, and turbo-drivered him. Then Ocon, Schumacher, and Ferrari. But I think I'm going to drop Lewis, bring in Max, and then take Mercedes as my constructor. Uh, <clears throat> so mad moves to, to, to occur there. But uh, a low week. Uh, but I, I, will, I, I shall bounce back. There's there's a lot of money here. It's a hundred dollars. I can I can buy like a nice kitchen appliance with that. I don't know what I need next. You can buy a baller car of, of Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, maybe I'll spend it on a Mercedes shirt. Sure, you want to go next? Sure. Let's see, so we had for Spain. Max for stopping. Lando Norris is the turbo driver. Uh, Charles Mick, our, our oh. sad boy Yuki. And Red Bull. Now, I think I screwed up a little bit with the turbo drive. Not screwed up. You know, I think Morris has been showing a lot of potential, and I was expecting more of the same, but maybe it was some wishful thinking. Charles, 
Charles is, is who should have been the turbo driver. And going into Monaco just for, you know, just for the culture, I'll probably be my turbo driver. Um, Sonoda, you know, I lost 14 points on him and that was pretty brutal. Um, I don't think he's just going to not finish again. And I think he's even better value for money now that he's cheaper. Um, but we'll have to think about switching him out and, and maybe uh, tossing in Pierre or some other option there. Uh, you know, Ocon has been a pretty good fantasy card, so so maybe he's one to toss in at some point. Get on the wave, brother. Um, We're going to be the biggest fans of Alpine by the end of the season. <laughs> but they only get the Alpine minute. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know what? Their, their blue is very nice. I, I think I'm going to cop merch of each team when we go to Montreal eventually in like 2035. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, when COVID finally ends. Um, so I had Verstappen, Leclerc, also doing turbo driver Leclerc, uh, turbo driving Norris instead. Good lad. Uh, had Ocon and Russell, which is kind of where I think I got my points where you guys didn't. Because other than that, I think our teams are pretty much the same. I had Ocon uh, and Mick. How much did George have? Oh, yeah. Ten. Okay, had three more than Ocon. Mick. Good on George. Yeah. And then the boys at Red Bull put up 59, which was a huge, huge that's, boon. That's big. The constructor is actually key. Um, and McLaren didn't bring yeah. it. You had to have Merck, Red Bull, or Ferrari yeah. on that track. Yeah. Uh, for next week, I'm probably gonna try to stick with the same maybe move Leclerc as my turbo driver uh see if I can drop Red Bull and pick up Mercedes but we'll see if that happens but yeah I'm feeling good I think I can stave off Rushi got moves to make it's a bit disrespectful to Cheyenne not to even mention right, mega driver's <laughs> coming soon mega driver's coming soon oh I, I know I'm waiting for Silverstone for mega driver <laughs> <laughs> I mean dude I have a hundred point advantage on Shadow right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a tough show. Hey, Abi Tabul is making his way back, right? Never He's give up hope. He is unbeatable. Yeah. Is. Excellent, gentlemen. I I always love chatting to you two, whether it's about Formula One or about anything in general. Um, I I look forward to doing the next one in person. I think we should yeah. we should block off an hour. Uh, away from the rest and and sit down and do a podcast. I told Noah that he could just guest feature for Monaco. Lovely. <laughs> he, he asked me his his only question was, "Can I do an accent?" To which I replied, Dude, "Only if it's Borat." We <laughs> have to all wear sunglasses. <laughs> Should it be a vlog instead? Yo, we just have to remake the faces from Box 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 from the podcast yeah. image. Right, get to work on that mustache. Get to work uh, on the mustache. <laughs> that was a full five weeks there or something. Yeah, you better get started. <laughs> we only have 10 days. Yo, go, get some, go get some Rogaine real quick. You'll be good to go. <laughs> Rogaine on the mustache? <laughs> the mustache. Rogaine, sponsor us. Shout out. Yes.